So we are investors. We are, what we do in the market is we buy properties, we fix them up, we sell them in the open market. We are direct correlation to the lack of inventory, but we assist that lack of inventory by adding remodeled houses to the market. The difficulty we are facing is when we buy them, they're in fixed needed condition, right? If, if we don't buy perfect houses and then put them on the market, it would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the profit is generally made by taking an ugly house and making it pretty. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I'm your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting live from our downtown Denver studios with none other than my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. How you doing, man? Man, it's a good day, man. It's a good day to be around, be up, moving around. It's a... The year is moving really fast. It's almost June and I can't believe it. But, you know, we've been pretty busy on our end. Uh, I know the I, I know the fans and the people are probably wondering, where the hell have you guys been? It's been, almost been a month. And hey, guys, you know, we, we've, been, we've been missing you as well because we love providing this information. But uh, we've been doing a lot of good stuff and uh, just navigating this crazy real estate market. So we wanted to definitely get back and tell you what's been going on. Absolutely, man. And yeah, gosh, it's shocking that it's been a whole month. It seems like it's been even longer than that. But uh, yeah, we just, let's start with what's going on. So, you know, we talked about recording in Denver, but a lot of the operation uh, that we do here with our fix and flip businesses based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. So um, those of you who don't know, it keeps getting ranked one of the top cities in the U.S. Uh, to live in, which I wish they'd stop saying because it's causing a massive infrastructure into a city that's not ready for it. But to give you some real-world statistics right now, looking at the market at this moment, there are currently, wait for it, 238 single-family homes available in the city of Colorado Springs right now. So 238 homes available at all price ranges. So whether you're buying an entry-level home, you know, which entry-level for us would be right in about the $300,000 range, on up to a luxury home, which could go anywhere. I'm looking at a listing right now for $6.9 million, right? <laughs> no matter what the price range is, there are 230 houses to pick from. Now, this describes a lot of markets all across the U.S., but the challenge as a fix and flip company, as a foreclosure deals coach, but we start with foreclosures, really hard to buy foreclosures when, you know, there just, there aren't any. Um, And that's the reality. Yeah. One of the things I used to do every day is I would tune in to HUDHomestore.com, which is the HUD website where all the HUD foreclosures are stored. And I would pop into the state of Colorado because that's where I'm based out of. I would look at El Paso County um, in the past to just see the ones that were in the county that I was most likely to buy in. And this was sort of like part of my daily regimen. Grab my coffee, check out what's on the HUD site, okay? At the peak, when things were, I guess, quote unquote, normal, it was not 
abnormal to find 50, 60 foreclosures, HUD foreclosures in the state of Colorado with maybe five to 10 of them being in my local market right here in the El Paso County region. Now I'm on the HUD home store site and there is one HUD foreclosure in the state of Colorado. It's in Olathe, Colorado. I don't know where the hell that even is, right? I'm sure it's a beautiful part of Colorado, but middle of nowhere is not exactly what I'm looking to buy in. I don't even know where this city is. So that really makes being a foreclosure investor super tough. But fear not, fear not, because as this show adapts, one of the things we've been talking about for years is not necessarily that it's a great time to buy foreclosures, but rather it's a great time always to invest in real estate. And you got a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff going on right now, right? You've got a, you just got to say, I mean, you got a psychotic administration in office right now, you know, and you know, their solutions range from let's give $15,000 in tax credit to home buyers when there's absolutely no inventory. Let's tax the bejesus out of the wealthy or, or high income producers of the potential to raise capital gains taxes to up, upwards of 40 plus percent right now. Okay. You've got the tail end of the coronavirus impacting um, the market and the going back to the administration, the payments going out where we're, we're talking to construction workers, which are basically saying it would take 3,500 a month just to compete with what they're handing out on unemployment right now. Now, if you are paying a society to not work, okay, home builders struggling to find employees. Dunkin' Donuts, I saw the other day, my buddy had posted online that he went to Dunkin' Donuts, try to get a coffee and a donut. There's a sign on the front door that said, we don't have enough workers to operate the Dunkin' Donuts, so we're shutting down today, and maybe indefinitely. That's insane. Okay. Whereas the problem before, isn't that insane? It's like, I mean, it's not the most glamorous of jobs working at Dunkin' Donuts or any, you know, whatever, it's and it's not... And this is not to talk down to people that work on at Dunkin' Donuts, but you know, no. it's still a job. It's still something that it you can do to like get money and provide for yourself and, you know, have some agency and things like that. But like you said, if you've got free stuff coming in, uh, you know, flipping donuts and pouring coffees doesn't seem as fun. Doesn't seem as fun. And I'll, I'll be frank with you, man. Like if I can make more money to sit at home and play on my PS five, I don't have one, but if you have one, um, Give me a call. I'm trying to work out a deal there. Um, if I could make m more money sitting at home playing video games than I could make slinging donuts and coffee, I'd be frank with you. I'd probably not work either. You know, and that, that's just the reality of our economy. Okay. So we are investors. We are what we do in the market is we buy properties, we fix them up, we sell them in the open market. We are direct correlation to the lack of inventory, but we assist that lack of inventory by adding remodeled houses to the market. The difficulty we are facing is when we buy them, they're in fixed needed condition, right? If, if we don't buy perfect houses and then put them on the market, it would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the profit is generally made by taking an ugly house and making it pretty. And all of you who are listening to the show or or seen an episode of Annie's Flip This House, or you know, you love watching Than Merrill do his thing on TV. 
you know the process. You, you probably, you know, really indulge in this process. The part that it's, it's tough to grasp is they don't necessarily, they show a couple of the workers on site. You know, you got a guy there with his, you know, his drill. You got people, you know, pulling stuff off the walls, adding new drywall, et cetera. All of this takes labor resources. You know, and I'm just not a super handy dude. And if I was, that's just not really my thing. To be frank with you, I'm in the money management side of this where I manage the projects. I don't do the projects. I really respect those who can, don't get me wrong, but that's not my thing, you know? So we are very reliant to get these properties back to market. And they're, you know, the inventory shortage that Caldwell Springs is facing right now is being amplified by the fact that I've got about eight properties at this moment that we are rushed trying to get to completion and can't because we don't have the labor resources to do so. Okay. So the show is not really about the economics of it, but I, I do want to go into, you know, what's been going on. Why have we not been able to record? I know you guys have missed us. We've certainly missed you. We've got, I appreciate the feedback and the, Hey, when are you guys coming back on? Um, The reality of it is we've just had to batten down the hatches. And as much as this is a focus and and, and part of my passion and desire, the show took a bit of a backseat to going out there and finding labor resources. So I I just want you to see the overarching impact of paying people to stay home and what it's going to have. I mean, now it's affecting a podcast. Think think about the the far-reaching impact of that situation. So let's move on from that, okay? So that's been one of the struggles we've been facing. That's why we've been away. What else has been going on? Well, um, I joined a group called Collective Genius, and um, I would encourage you to look that up, Google that out there. But basically, the, the group is a group of investors in various capacities, a lot of fix and flip guys, a lot of wholesale guys. And it's an honor to be a part of Collective Genius because just getting in requires that you're doing a minimum of 50 flips per year. Okay. And from there, it gets very expensive. It's an expensive group to join. Worth it though, because you're now surrounded by, I went to my first official meeting in uh, Tampa, Florida, just a few weeks ago. And I'm, you know, just talking it up as I tend to do with this guy sitting next to me, Eric, what's up, Eric. Hope you're listening to the show. Um, Turns out Eric's one of the presenters. That was super cool. But the reason he was one of the presenters is last year, Eric and his group did 400 flips. I want to say that again. Whereas we are working towards 50 flips, 75 flips a year is actually our target this year. Eric and his group did 400 flips last year. So this is to say that the power of networking is alive and well, okay? Because just when you think you're a baller in your field, just when you think you're at the top of your game, you meet somebody who makes what you're doing look kind of silly. Right. And that's how I felt sitting next to sitting next to Eric. I'm like, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> Dude, why were you actually talking to me right now? This is kind of wild. <laughs> you know? But that what was so what was so cool about it. Everybody was so open with ideas. And this is what's working for me. And this is how I'm getting through this struggle. And we are setting up that exact same kind of networking system, you know, for much less than what collective genius charges at the Colorado foreclosure, the foreclosure deals coach group, excuse me, I started to say Colorado foreclosure, foreclosure deals coach group, which you can join for free and network with experienced and would be investors all across the country. It, it's fun. It's free. And it, our, our membership um, 
it goes up obviously a lot more. We're doing shows, but we were growing consistently through that. I'd like to promote, you know, you guys going out there and joining the foreclosure deals coach group. Just look it up on Facebook or click on the link attached to the, uh, the podcast here. And we'd love to see you in there, you know, because we've all got questions. And like I said, just when you think you're operating at the top of your game, you find out there's something more you could be doing something more you want to learn. So that took a little bit of my time, you know, and worth it. What an incredible, incredible opportunity. On top of that, we're dealing with, you know, the usual rigmarole of running a retail real estate business, which involves legal proceedings and things of that nature. Sometimes you don't want it to, but every now and then. So we've got a case going on there. We will go into details and tell you what's going on with that a little bit later. It is, it's good stuff. That much I'm going to promise to you. And in the more fun section, I've joined a new band, the Whiskey Picks Band, with my good buddy, Kevin Betts. He's also a real estate agent at EXP. We're going to have him on the show here pretty shortly. Um, but just talking about the EXP model and, and how that's uh, growing pretty rapidly and the stock is soaring out of control. But the band, which is kind of an eclectic blend. I don't know if you know this, Jay, but like I am the second coming of Darius Rucker. Man. Um, the, the Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish, right? You remember that? You remember Hootie? Are you too young for Hootie? And the Blowfish? I, I, I remember Hootie. I remember Hootie and the Blowfish, and I remember when he transitioned over, and you know, he was like sh- straight on Darius Rucker, like doing it real big. You guys should, you guys should see the foreclosure deals coach in his element. You know, he does. It's pretty good, guys. I'm not. This is this is from a musician himself. I wouldn't front. He's he's got some skills. Y'all need to check him out. I. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for saying that. Yeah, man. And so that's my true passion. You know, as I sit in the uh, the studio here, I got my guitar off to the corner here because I, li- I like to play. I like to jam out. So me and Kevin have started this band. If you're one of our local listeners here in the Caldwell Springs, the Denver market, do uh, check out the Whiskey Picks band on Facebook as well. Find out where we're playing next. I'd love to see you at a show and we can uh, hook up. And maybe one of these days we'll do a foreclosure deals coach meeting and I might bring the guitar out. And we'll just kind of We'll jam out sometimes. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we head down. Well, doing a band wasn't quite enough. So me and Kevin are sitting around playing guitar, doing things like, you know, it would be cool. You know, since we're the whiskey picks, like if we had our own whiskey. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. You know, one question I'm asked all the time is how do I get started in real estate investing? Here's the thing. In order to get into the game, you got to have access to the big data that drives the real estate market. After all, you wouldn't trade stocks without a trading platform, and you shouldn't get started in investing in real estate without DealHunter.io. DealHunter.io is an application that I use daily to find the best deals in the real estate market, to provide that information to my lending partner so I can fund those deals, to know how to fix those deals, to bring them in line with the market, and most importantly, how to sell those deals at a profit. So if you're looking to get started in real estate investing, head on out to dealhunter.io and sign up for a free seven-day trial of the PropStream application that'll separate you from other competitors of the real estate market. With that, this is Donnie Corum from dealhunter.io reminding you, don't buy a house house buy a deal now i guess everybody's kind of maybe fantasized about the idea of owning their own liquor i mean jay-z did it just throwing that out there right i would do but in a matter of weeks 
Oh yeah, be cool. I could see like like Winston Tequila. What do you think? Yeah, man. I, like the world's most interesting man, but like me, like real like super smooth. Like I would, I would just have like a lot of girls in the. I would have a lot more girls draped over me in the commercials though. Like he was he was it modest. Turned, it turned into like a rap video. Like you went. Nah, from, like, you know it, it would it would be tasteful, but it would be like it would be slightly gratuitous almost. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, so we started this whiskey <laughs> brand. So now we got Whiskey Picks Whiskey, right? So we found a distillery, partnered up with them, bought 150 bottles of whiskey. We're working on our Colorado distribution. So that involves way more than I thought it did. You got lawyers you got to talk to. You got to get distribution agreements signed. So all this stuff just kind of happened at the same time. And I tell you what's fun about real estate, okay? And people go on a real estate they want to make a bunch of money. That's usually when I talk to people, their primary reason for wanting to go into coaching, wanting to flip houses is that they want to make a gang of money, right? The problem with that is then what, right? The, the thing about real estate, I don't know about you. I, I love houses. I enjoy the process of real estate. I love buying them. I love selling them. My wife is super passionate about the interior design piece and she's amazing at it. But I'll be frank with you. The idea behind the real estate thing is to provide the capital to invest in other things, right? So that that's the challenge that I think I face with people. I always ask them, hey, I'll, I'll coach you. I'll teach you how to do flips. But when you make a bunch of money doing real estate, what is your true passion? What is it you want to pursue? You know, so I encourage you as you're listening to this show, as you're learning about the real estate market, that you, you should, um, you should absolutely have something that you want to push that, that capital into, right? It might be a whole bunch of houses. Maybe you're just trying to build your time freedom, right? We talk about the freedoms that are involved in real estate investing all the time. If you're looking to just build time freedom, to, but then what are you going to do with that time? Right? So that's been the challenge that I've been facing. We do very well in the real estate space with my team and I, um, but now trying to find ancillary investments that we can push that into. And as a listener to the show, I'd love to chat with you sometime about what your big why is. What, why do you want to be a real estate investor? I've heard such great plans like you know, forming a church and being able to build the church from the ground up. I mean, opening hospitals in another country at faraway lands, you know, so sponsoring orphans. You know, everybody's got these cool, sometimes charitable purposes. Others I've heard, you know, one guy I worked with for a while wanted to start a racing team and he needed the capital so he could buy the cars he needed to basically kickstart his, his race driving career. Yeah, What's neat about real estate is it should not be your end all be all right. You know, with you, Jay, what would you do if you had a bunch of money from real estate? I know you're in the process of building that money, but what, what's the big, big goal? What do you want to do with it when you're at the top? Uh, I really just want to. Um, invest in in my music, uh, be able to, you know, have the time freedom to, you know, pump out some albums, pump out some, uh, you know, some EPs with uh, me and a few of the collaborators that I work with. Um, in addition to that, I definitely um, am, you know, starting to develop more of an interest in, you know, just the idea of having, you know, more land, having a general understanding of how to, you know, maybe grow my own food, do my own things and, um, you know, build up, build up communities that way. Um, and then, you know, um, as far as just, uh, more investing, uh, I definitely want to, um, you know, dabble in a little bit more stocks and, uh, under, get a bigger understanding of that to, um, just, uh, you know, 
have a wide range of the idea of investing and the idea of, um, you know, making deals and doing things like that. So, you know, a lot of other things, you know, probably something with basketball and uh, event planning and things like that, but music and, you know, ownership and uh, investing are definitely some of my bigger things that I want to do with uh, the money that I get from this. I love that, man. And that's great. That was my point. I love that you have a plan outside. You know, we're fellow musicians. That's a big thing. That That's what drives our passion. I look at the great creatives of the world. And I, I remember, you know, you look at the Sistine Chapel, right? And just as an example, the, 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 the architecture is gorgeous, right? But architecture takes money. It takes materials. It takes right. construction, right? So the, the great beauties of the world, unfortunately, are often funded by capital to do that. You're, you're a great musician too. And I, I've heard you on stage and it's an incredible thing. And I just, you know, the world needs to hear that, you know, sure. and, and funding that is going to become a requirement it needs to hear what you're putting out there because for me anyway, music brings joy. I think that that's true of a lot of people right. and the world, especially now could use a lot more joy, but that joy still comes at a financial requirement. Right. That, uh, we talk, me and you talk about it all the time. That broke musician life is not, it's not what it's about. That's, <laughs> that's not, that's not what we're striving for. So, uh, right. you know, got to work hard and make it happen. Right. You got to, got to be working it from both ends, you know, mm-hmm. and you look at even the, you know, the broke musicians and I, I love, love my musician buddies, you know, but they hustle, man. Yeah, for Like real, it's though. a lot of work because they got to make the money. You know, you're standing, you're busking on the corner and people, you know, see some of these guys and, you know, what a bummy standing in the corner playing music. These guys, a lot of times, they're making two, three hundred dollars a week. This is how they uh, they feed their family. And it's way better, I think, than standing there with a sign. It's a, it's a whole different variation. I'm providing a service. I'm bringing joy to your life, you know. And you drop a couple bucks in in the guitar case as a thank you. That's an entirely different thing than and, and panhandling, right? It's the world of music brings joy to everybody's life who passes by and then it's funded. And then, you know, if you go to a big music town like Nashville, my buddy Kevin was out in Nashville and you can walk up and down the street and play for tips and make a thousand a week. You know, like sure. there, there are full-time musicians. It's a grind, right? You're right. playing from afternoon until evening, 10, 12 hours a day sometimes. Right. But you know, you can definitely make a living doing that, but that's the idea. You want to do the thing that you're passionate about and real estate can help to fund that. So you can do what you're passionate about without having to be poor and broke and working your way through it. You know, so we segued a little bit off the collective genius thing, but you know, collective genius to whiskey picks to the whiskey brand. It's just been a really crazy crazy months. And then we got a couple new coaching clients that are coming in. And we know when I start intake with new clients, there's a lot more time and sitting down and defining goals, looking for properties together, getting a feel for the market. But I do want to let you know, as always, we are accepting more clients in the coaching program. So if you're hearing this right now and you want to take this to the next step, you want to get coaching right there in your local market to, to increase your income so you can produce and work on your passion by getting an income from real estate. I'd love to chat with you about it. My goal is to help people pursue their passion through real estate, you know, building freedom in what we do. And sometimes it's, it's a, I don't say it's ever easy being frank with you. um, But sometimes it's easier than other times, right? When you're heading into the springtime area, like we are right now, things start to get a little nuts, you know, and, <laughs> and when they get crazy, like they are now. Yeah. Right. Um, they, they, when they get nuts, like they are, it's just, you, you struggle just to keep things down. But I want you guys to know that, um, 
that we're not giving up. You know, we're going to keep this show going where we love this. This is another part of something I'm super passionate about. The information that we bring, the thanks that we get. People come up to me all the time saying, I heard your show on this or this or that. Thank you for that added perspective. And I'm not just tuning my own horn here, guys. We, we love the fact that we really take the time to research what's going on in the foreclosure market, which right now is not a ton. You know, we used to open the show with here's a percentage of states that are seeing a bunch of foreclosures. I'll be frank with you. You're not even getting those reports anymore. Right. You know, sure. and one could right. argue that um, that's a good thing that we're not seeing a bunch of foreclosures. I'm going to tell you it's not. I'm going to tell you that at the end of the day, the market runs in a normal cycle. And unfortunately, people losing homes is a critical part of that cycle. It's not a, it's not a good part. Okay. But if you have no inventory, if nobody is selling, the people that want to sell either can't sell because they don't know where they're going. Okay. Are afraid to sell because they don't want people in their house because coronavirus is still kind of there. Right. Or simply can't afford to buy the next one because prices have gotten so high, right? The market is stagnating right now. And the only solution, unfortunately, is going to be to force inventory onto the market. And the only way to force inventory to the market is start foreclosing on stuff. So all of these proposals that we're seeing from our administration to continue to delay foreclosures, Okay, that we, we want to push this off. Maybe you know, one proposal I saw is that we are not going to, they're proposing that we're going to stop foreclosures until 2022. Hold on now. Come on now. It's just not a good idea. The market has to cycle. Okay. On top of that, you've got government interaction and um, pretty much all of our problems start with government interaction. Okay. So government interaction, preventing landlords from evicting non-paying tenants. So you got people being paid to stay home who also do not have to pay rent, who cannot be evicted. If you can't see the problem with this, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't tell you. Now, I know there are those out there posting on Facebook. I'm not going back to work for minimum wage. I can make more staying at home. I, you know, listen, to some degree, I, I feel your pain. You know, I understand that, but I can tell you that either the employers are going to have to increase the wages, which I think a lot of them have because they want to attract good people or people are going to have to accept that you're going to have to work for whatever it takes to survive when the government handouts stop and you got to start paying rent again. Those unemployment claims are not going to be there forever. The, you know, they're not going to be handing out stimulus checks forever. Then this. We, you know, we got to look at it like real life. You know, this, <laughs> the idea of not paying rent at your house was not something that was normal or even thought of, or even, you know, considered before coronavirus or before all these things that happened, you know, the last year or so, but just because those are consequences or results of the situations that we're in, doesn't mean they're, you know, uh, long-term results. It doesn't mean that that's <laughs> going to be how things are forever. So I don't, I don't really get it, but you know, I'm just glad to be out here trying to uh, stay after it and get after it. Yeah, man. And we're going to continue to do that. So we're going to get back on schedule, uh, re-releasing episodes every week like we were in the past. We apologize for the delay. Like I said, just wanted to explain and apologize to our public. Those who love listening to the show, we love that you love listening to the show and we really appreciate it. Um, we're going to be back on, get things consistent again. And, uh, you know, we, so, you know, we generally front load these, these episodes. So we generally record a bunch of episodes and that prevents the gaps. Um, but we didn't get a chance to do that. Just had some technical difficulties. So we're, 
we're making up for lost time right now, but we missed you. And did. we're so glad you're still with us. It's stay tuned for some incredible interview shows. We're bringing in some powerful uh, guests in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned for some major market shifts. You know, things are about to get very, very interesting. You know, we, in the intro, I talk about right now is the time to get into real estate investing. I meant that when we recorded it, but I really mean it now. Okay. If the, the market is shifting in ways that are going to be amazingly great for the investor side. I wish I could say the same for the retail side, which is struggling with on, ongoing attacks from Zillow and et cetera. Real estate agents are hurting right now when there's only 200 houses to sell and almost 5,000 agents trying to sell them. It's a hard time to be in retail. But I got to tell you, the investor side has literally never been better. So if you're thinking about crossing over, maybe you're a retail real estate agent now, or maybe, you know, you're on the outside trying to decide if I should get my license. I have my opinion on that. We're not going to go into detail right now. We're going to do a whole show on that. But um, I wouldn't is, is a synopsis on that. But now's the time to jump in and start looking at how the real estate market be profitable and help you to pursue your passions and what you ultimately want to do with your life. Let's conclude with that. We don't want to run this thing too long. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. A lot of cool stuff to be happening on this season of the foreclosure deals coach podcast. So we thank you for being a part of it. And with that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach reminding you now and always don't buy a house. Buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.